You're listening to episode 213, and we're talking all about how to let go in your stillness and in your stress. Take a listen. She let go. She let go without a thought or a word. She let go. She let go of fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons. Wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry, she just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all of the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date in her daytimer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good, and it wasn't bad. It was what it was, and it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her, and the sun and the moon shone forevermore. This is one of my favorite poems. It's called She Let Go by Sapphire Rose. And the first time I heard it, it was read by... um, a uh, insight timer uh, meditation speaker. So if you look on insight timer, it's one of my favorite ones, but you can read it anywhere. I'm sure there are um, a lot more readings of it. You can save this episode, listen to it at any time you need it. And the reason I love it is because it how it really encompasses the true meaning of surrender, of just letting go. There's no plan. There's no steps. There's no let me journal about how I'm going to do it. There's no structuring, structuring like when and how and, and what do I need to do first. It's just letting go. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to see, like have all my ducks in a row. I'm just letting go. And the reason I love this poem, and it's been, you know, there are times in my life I come to it more than others. And I, I find that as I always discuss, there, there are always themes that I experience in my own life and then with those with whom I work and my friends and all of that. And right now, there's this true, and not even just in women, I'm noticing people are just exhausted. And I've talked about this before. This isn't a new discussion, but I'm, I'm continuing to see this almost decline in this exhaustion of just even more and more exhausted, of just I'm so tired I'm so physically tired. I'm so emotionally tired. And I think we have, I'm sure there are so many different elements to it. But again, just like this poem, like who cares why? It's not that we don't care, but it's like we don't need to make sense of it to know that our bodies and our hearts and our souls and everything, every part of us is asking us 
to take a break. And what does actually taking a break mean? And I think that's really hard, especially for ambitious women, for women who identify as mothers or wives or friends, just any woman in any kind of role. And truly, this can apply to any person that we want to fully show up and we define that by doing, right? We define that by, um, you know, sticking with mothers by doing the laundry and making the food and and occupying their time and, and doing, doing, doing. And if we're not doing all of that, we're not enough. We have not fulfilled the role and now we feel like we have failed. Taking a break is essentially not doing. We are not showing outward productivity when we take a break, but there's so much productivity in taking a break. Because when we burn out, we become incapable of doing by no choice of ours. You know, when we burn out, it's no longer our choice. It's no longer, we're no longer empowered when we are burned out. And I see it time and time again. I see it in myself. I see it in others that we just kind of like, well, I can keep going. So I'm going to, and I'm kind of ignoring other signs that it's time for me to take a break or just be still. So there's also this big question that I've, I've, had in my mind with stillness too of what comes up for you when you're still and I mean I mean still and I'm not so maybe it means sitting still but I mean like not filling your space with busyness constantly not having this constant to-do list I'm not saying you don't have one because when do we not? I always say living, being alive is having a to-do list. There's never not a to-do list, okay? But what happens when you detach from that to-do list and you don't identify your life as a to-do list? And it's truly saying, like, I am making myself a priority today or in this moment or for this stage of life or whatever it might be. That's the stillness I'm talking about. There's a quiet that happens. And what comes up for you? And I really believe that women are terrified to hear what is going to come up. Because I think even though we complain that it's so hard and every day is so hard and we have so much to do and it feels so hard, I think it's actually really comfortable for us because I'm good at hard. (laughs) Even if I'm dragging my feet, I'm good at it. And you know what? For me, what's coming up in my stillness right now, because this is actually a question from my therapist, what is asking of your attention? I'm like, ooh. In, in my stillness, in brackets. <laughs> and really, I think like as I've continued to sit with this, I think the big thing that's coming up is that my body is asking for attention in a way that's complicated, in a way that feels, when I say hard, I mean hard, like complex and um, requires an energy for advocacy and research within that advocacy and that feels like woof you know feels a lot easier to be um in avoidance in a busy to-do list that I can kind of do an autopilot and complain about it and say I'm tired and I'm dragging my feet but living like that is what has really caused me to be at a point that I really have to pay attention to my body because it's asking me to in my stillness what comes up for you? Is there trauma that's happened in your life? And when I say trauma, I'm talking, of course, there could be big T trauma, um, abuse, uh, death, things like that. But I'm talking little T trauma, which if you're a human being listening to this podcast, you have experienced a little T trauma. I'm talking about um, different dynamics within your parental relationships that are 
kind of coming up for you as you're dealing with becoming a parent yourself. Uh, it could be relationships within siblings or how you were educated and how you're choosing to now educate your children, things like that. Um, could it be dealing with an important relationship with, in your life, whether it's your parents, your siblings, your significant other, anything like that? Um, what is asking of your attention when you sit still? What are the things that come up for you when you try and meditate? These are the things that are asking of our attention. Are you able to sit with that? And what comes up for you when you are faced with those things? Is it a feeling of, so for me, it's a feeling of defeat. Like, I'm so tired. How can I go into this and support my body and give it what it needs when I'm going into it so tired? It almost feels easier to avoid it and just not do it at all, you know, but knowing, okay, this is, this is why I need to take some pause and some reprieve and sit with some openness and not so much noise and avoidance. So I can hear what really needs my attention so that I can show up fully as a wife, as a mentor, as a coach, as a mother, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, but it's counterintuitive Because when we take ourselves as the priority, we feel like we're taking away from those roles. I also want us to really think about inside of this, what comes up as well is this in the noise is stress. And this is another component that I feel kind of ties together that I can't be still right now because there's there's so much to do, Erin, whether I'm talking to myself or you, or you're talking to me that there's so much to do. We're in July and all of a sudden, literally just this week, all of a sudden we went, we were like, whoo, we made it to summer. And this, it was within a day or two that we're talking about. I mean, the fall candles are out in stores. People are talking about back to school. Here's the to-do list or the, the school supply list. And it's like, whoa, okay, I need to go through clothes. I need to see if their clothes fit, if their coats fit, all of these things, right? And we need to, the doctor's forms for the school and blah, 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 blah. And so many of us approach that as I'm so stressed out. I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much to do. And what I want you to recognize is that our stress is a response. It is not a fact. Okay. So you may respond to those things in a way that, is stressful. But those things are not stress themselves. They're just things. We get to choose how we approach them. And when I say that, I do not want to negate the very real conversation of the invisible weight of motherhood. That we can have a very true and real conversation of why isn't my husband worried about this stuff or my partner, whomever that may be? Why am I the one that has this weight? And if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. However, that's a thought. And you are responding to that thought. And you feel stressed and overwhelmed and unappreciated. So every time you have an emotion... I want you to pause and be like, what was the thought right before that? And that is where you get to choose. That's where you get to make a change. 
And it's a rewiring. It's over and over and over. And it's not a light switch. And it's choosing over and over and over again to think a different thought. Because I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel defeated. I don't want to feel unappreciated. But you can change people around you. You can only change yourself. You can only change how you choose to show up in your actions. You can only change how you choose to show up in your thoughts, in your perspectives. And think about it. How many of you, when you were kids and it was time to go back to school, how excited you would be to get your school supplies and to get your clothes and to do all of those fun things. It's all perspective. Yes, it's a different perspective because you're the child and you're not spending the money on it or have other things to do and you have to make space to do it. But it, it truly is perspective and how you think about it. And a lot of what I do with the women in LGA is we talk about how to manage our energy, not our time. And to know that we can delegate things, that we don't have to do everything we choose to because we try and be martyrs. I've lived it so I can say that, that I loved wearing the martyr badge of I have tried everything. I am so, I try so hard. I'm such a boss mom and I'm running myself into the ground. Give me the gold medal for it. But then we complain about it of why isn't anyone helping me? Well, are you receiving help? Are you asking for help? Help is often offered and we just choose not to accept it. It might not come exactly how you think it should or could, but it's often there. So I want you to really focus on your thoughts. I also want you to accept the fact that, yeah, being a mom is hard work. There are a lot of roles in our lives that are uneven and imbalanced, but what are you doing to change it in your own world and in your own life as a model to your children and inside of your relationships in your life? How are you choosing to think and respond to these situations? And in some situations, are you simply allowing yourself to let go? And if you're not, I want you to think about it. And if it scares you, I want, to continue, I want you to continue to think about that. Why is it so scary? What comes up? Where is the vulnerability? Where do you feel unsafe and why? Explore it. Stay curious. And always know that you are enough. You are enough exactly as you are right now. As you were, as you are, and as you will be. Always. Sending you all lots of love. Thanks for listening to another summer session. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week. 